Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Heather Thompson shares her thoughts on Sonia Morgan's new face. Likes first face better. Well, guess what? I have a real brand, and I like all my faces. You have one face. Your your face looks beautiful. (laughs) I have a real brand, and I like all my faces. Ever the last one of my faces, because I got a real brand. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was a clip from this week's Real Housewives of New York. Our dear Sonia Tremont Morgan had a little bit too much to drink, and she got defensive about all of her faces because Leah McSweeney was trying to rile everyone up about Heather Holla Thompson's return, and Sonia wasn't having it. I like all of my faces. Every last one of them. I don't really know what that has to do with your brand, but you know what? I guess your face is part of your brand. It's the first thing we all see. So you know what? Justice for Sonia Tremont Morgan's faces. I like them all, too. Every last one of them. I think she looked great with the old face and this one. It doesn't matter to me. Whatever makes Sonia happy. I just want her to be happy. I got to tell you, though, right off the bat, we're going to get into this week's episode, but I do have a little a little dentist detour I got to share with you guys because it has to do with faces and Roni. So sit tight, little bear, because I got to tell you something. You fast forward if you're not interested. But this week, you guys, I had to go to the dentist because... I've been grinding a lot at night. My boyfriend says it sounds like when I'm asleep that I'm chewing on a cheap steak. And so it's been really causing, I can almost notice in my Zooms when I do it with guest interviews, I can almost see like my face looks swollen or something. And I had to find a new dentist out here. I go to the new place and I'm just getting fitted for a new night guard because I didn't have a night guard. I was using a generic one and they say that was bad, whatever. Long story short, I get to the new dentist. And the two people behind the counter, it was like a a young man and a young woman. They looked maybe a little bit younger than me. And I go and I say, I'm here for my first appointment. I've never been here before. They say, here's some paperwork. You got to fill it out. So I stand at the counter and I'm filling out the paperwork. And I could see that they're watching something on the computer. Like the guy is over the girl's shoulder and they're watching something on maybe YouTube or whatever. I can't hear or see what they're doing. But I hear, I hear the young man say, he says, uh, those Irish bitches are working. He says, those Irish bitches are working. You know, I don't know if I'm doing a good impression of this man, but he's like, those Irish bitches are working. And so, I don't know, I was feeling kind of ornery or a little silly. I said, oh, are you guys watching the Bewitched C'est La Vie video? And you guys, they looked at me a little bit stone-faced at first, because first of all, terrible joke, I get it. And those of you out there listening probably don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about, because Bewitched was a group that was like back in the early 2000s. They had one song that was called C'est La Vie. Here, I'll just, let me just remind you guys the song. I'm so stupid. So, so yeah, he said, those Irish bitches are working. I go, oh, are you watching the Bewitch C'est La Vie video? And they look at me kind of like confused. 
Turns out they weren't watching any music videos at all. They were watching like an Irish dog competition. I don't know, Irish setters or something. <laughs> Oops. And then uh, the girl does kind of give me a little bit of a giggle. And so I could tell that she like knew who Bewitched was. You know, I'm, I know it's like a, a very small amount of people who know that group. But remember, they did a video where they're like in a hillside and they're all doing the Irish jig in the video. Anyway, she gave me a little chuckle and I thought, okay, I'm in the right place. You know, that's how I can tell if I found the right places for my services. Like when I go to a new dentist, you need to know who Bewitched is, right? You need to understand that song, say la vie, you need to get it all. Anyway, so I felt like I was in the right place. So then I go sit down and I meet the dentist and I'm talking to her and I'm telling her I'm grinding. And she tells me like my masseter muscles look really huge, which I don't know if you guys know the masseter muscles are like the jaw. It makes you look like you got the chipmunk cheeks. So she's telling me, like, you really work out your masseter muscles too much when you grind at night. She's like, you got really big masseter muscles. And that's not a good thing, ladies and gentlemen, not a good thing. Anyway, so she starts to tell me, she's like, well, there's a couple things we do. She said, first of all, we're going to get you a uh, personalized mouth guard. We're going to get you fitted. That should help. And if that doesn't help, then there's a few other options, she says. And she starts to kind of prep me. And as she, right, the first time she said masseter muscle, like something clicked in my head. And I was like, I know I've heard that before. Like, I know I've heard that. So then she starts talking. She's like, there is one other thing that, you know, some people find success with. It's kind of like a, a unique procedure. We don't do it here, she said. But some people, they get Botox injected into their masseter muscles. And then that relaxes the jaw masseter muscle and then it slims down that area of the face because you're not working out that muscle at much uh, at night anymore. And it all clicked in my head when she said that. I go, oh, I have a friend who did that. So then the dentist is like, oh, you know somebody who did that? She said, it's not really that common. And I go, oh, no, my friend had it done in New York. I was like, it really slimmed her face down. Like, it was like my, my good friend did it, just did it in New York. I was like, she looks totally different, but it looks great. And I heard it worked, it worked perfect for her. So then the dentist is like, who do, who do you know in New York that does it? And then it all clicked in my head and I was like thinking, oh, I'm thinking of Bethany. You know, Bethany from The Real House of New York. That's what she did. I remember I read an article, I don't know, the Daily Mail or something about her getting her masseter muscle Botox and that slimmed down her face. Remember, you know, early on in New York, she had one face and then it was different. And I read it was because she had a, the teeth grinding problem. And I'm like, oh my God, I, here I was telling the dentist like, about my BFF, Bethany Frankel, like, Bethany don't like me, and I'm just talking, talking about my friend, but sometimes with these shows, don't you guys feel like there are friends? I mean, I feel like I go about my day sometimes, and I talk about a friend or somebody I know, I'm like, oh yeah, that happened to my my good old buddy, and then I'm thinking of, I don't know, Luanne de Lesseps or something. Anyway, they fitted me for the new mouth guard, so I'm hopeful I don't have to do the Botox masseter thing, um, but if I do, you know what, say love you. Those Irish bitches, they really knew how to give it to us for that video. That song was everything to me in early 2000 or whenever the fuck that came out. Some of you have no idea what that song is and you need to go look up the video. You know, something about there was a lyric in there like, I got a house with the windows and doors. I'll show you mine if I show you yours. Or <laughs> I can't sing. I'm so off key, you guys. I'm so off key. But you know what? I know you guys are going to get annoyed with that sound clip. I'm going to play it too much. I know. I get it. I'm sorry. I can't help myself. And I'm in a giggly mood because I got the new mouth guard made and I feel like I'm sleeping better already. I'm already on cloud nine. It feels so good. Roni's back. Beverly Hills is back this week. We'll have a Beverly Hills premiere recap out this week. Then next week, 
I think I'm shifting the schedule or something because this week I had three episodes. Can't do three episodes. Danny's tired. You know, we've had enough. So Danny can't do three episodes. We're going to shift maybe next week or the week after or something. I'm scaling back. I'm scaling back. I don't know how or where or when, but it's happening. So just stay tuned. Just subscribe to the podcast. You'll get the updates that way. I don't know when they're coming. They're coming fast and loose. But, you know, subscribe and you'll get them. That's all I can tell you. All I can tell you. Anyway, okay, so this episode of The Real Houses of New York, you guys, Sonia Morgan, what was going on? What the fuck? She was really losing it, and I was really upset because I love her, Sonia. And I don't like this. Uh, part of it's fun. Angel and devil on my shoulder. The angel is saying it's really uh, discerning. I don't like watching Sonia in this state of being because there's obviously so much going on behind her. You know, that one point when she called that person who works her chase or worked at uh, the bank, the Morgan Bank, Chase, I thought, oh my God, she's just calling like a bank teller. Because at first I thought it was like a friend and then it made it seem like it was just her bank teller. And I'm like thinking, imagine working at the bank and you could just get a phone call from your client drunk on a Saturday night. And she was like FaceTiming and then she just hung up at one point. I mean, that poor bank teller, I felt bad. And then the devil on my shoulder is thinking like, this is funny. You guys, it's funny. When she said, I like all my faces, I thought that's comedy, you guys. So it's really, it's really tough to watch and also so very entertaining. But it does make me miss Dorinda in a way because I really miss Dorinda this season. The thing about with Dorinda with her drinking, yes, she would get, uh, she would have too much to drink on occasion. She would say stupid things, whatever, get in fights with people, say anything really. However, I never really worried about Dorinda, like, waking up in the morning. You know, I just felt like Dorinda could get really blacked out on camera and then be fine the next day. Whereas Sonia Tremont Morgan, I just, I worry sometimes, although she does seem fine the next days. You know, we see her in the morning and she seems like eh, fresh as a fucking daisy. Her and Ramona, I don't even know how they're going about that house. I have two glasses of Aveline wine and I'm bla- I'm not okay the next day. Next day, I'm in front of the TV watching Watching any oh, did you guys see that hacks show on HBO Max? You gotta watch it. You have to watch it. It's so good. One of my favorite shows. I'm gonna try to get some of the cast on because I love it. HBO Max, it's called Hacks. Anyway, yeah, I'm in front of the TV. That's all I can do. I'm useless the next day. And then here these women are getting up filming the next day. Good as gold. Cause we're good as gold. Anyway, let's see. We open with Sonia, Ramona, Coco, and Marley. They're all in bed together. And Sonia says, in regards to Coco, that Coco's barely with us. And she does say, uh, my dog's alive, referring to Marley. And Coco, you know, there are times, uh, earlier in the season, I did say, I love seeing Coco still kicking. But at a certain point, I'm not even sure if Coco's really kicking. Because last week on the show, we saw the person that was working for Ramona just carrying Coco and didn't look like Coco was with us. And now here's Coco on the bed. Doesn't look like Coco's with us. So I hope Coco's okay. You know, they did say Coco was breathing, so that's good. Coco's barely breathing. I am barely breathing. Wasn't that a song? You guys, I don't, why am I singing so much today? Don't write me bad reviews about my singing. I know you guys will. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. I'm sorry. I'm apologizing now on behalf of myself. Then we cut to Luann. Luann goes to talk to Ebony in the room. They hug good morning. Lou is borrowing a nail file. And Ebony tells Lou that Ramona called Michelle the help. And Lou is sticking up for Ramona. She says, that's just part of the package with Ramona. And then Bravo did what the brilliant, beautiful Bravo editors always do, which is show us a montage. However, 
This montage was the longest montage I've ever fucking seen on these shows. It was a solid five minutes of just Ramona getting names wrong and being rude to people. Five whole fucking minutes, you guys. Just five minutes. I don't even know where all that footage came from. I know we've been with Ramona for upwards of 10 plus seasons. However, I've never seen a montage that long of Ramona just being an asshole to everybody. And honestly, I loved every second of it. But man, they really had a, a gay old time compiling those clips. I'll tell you, those editors, they were in the editing bay extra long that night doing this episode because they just found 100 fucking clips of Ramona being an asshole, not getting a single name right, not even interested in getting a name right. Mm-mm, not Ramona. She don't care that she's rude. She just doesn't give a shit. You know what she says to uh, being kind? <laughs> then um, Ebony does reveal that her grandmother worked for a white family and was, quote-unquote, the help and so she does want to confront Ramona about this language that she was using, and we'll we'll get there, you guys. We'll get there. Then we cut to Leah goes to talk to Ramona and Sonia, and she's wearing like an animal print. She says, do you like it? And Ramona says, I'm not sure. And Ramona said that a few times. I feel like we've heard that from her when people ask her. And I like that part about Ramona and that she's she is honest about it. She says, you look like Tarzan. Do you have something? I, I feel like I'm in a... Uh, what does she say? A safari. I feel like I'm in a safari. You look like Tarzan. She keeps telling Leah. And then later in the episode, Ramona decided to change into some safari gear and wore her animal print. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Also, speaking of the outfits, we just have to comment on uh, Luann put on that fake fur vest, or I think it was faux fur. And Sonia kept saying every time she saw Luann, she looked like Marley. And I was just thinking, like, Sonia was so drunk that I bet you she saw Marley. Like, when Luann approached, I bet you it, her in her vision was Marley. Because she, I don't even think, could see you straight, so she just saw some fur coming her way. So you know Sonia has been in that position before, and I uh, truly 100% believed her when she saw Marley coming when it was Luann. So then everyone gets into this van. Luann introduces herself to the driver as Luann, I believe on purpose, because she just had this conversation with Ebony, and so now Luann's thinking, oh, I got to be not rude to people. Because we've seen Luann be not nice to, you know, some people that work uh, with or for these women. And so Luann really at least uh, had a moment of introspection and introduced herself to the driver. And I appreciated that. Then uh, Ramona arrives into the van in her animal print, and they all go to this winery. And on the way, they start talking about Garth. Now, Sonia is over Garth. I get it. Because we saw a montage of Luann telling Sonia about Garth on the way to Ramona's house. And she said, he used to play rugby. He, he likes to cook. He likes, he should be a gladiator. He should be a gladiator. <laughs> he played rugby. You know, Luann is just bragging about every fucking hobby this man Garth has. And to be honest, I said last week on the show, we all deserve to just fuck a rugby player who's 6'4". You know, that's what I want for all of us going forth in this world. Times are tough. We all deserve that. I know some of you are settled down married with kids, but I still want that for you. I don't know, maybe you can make an arrangement with your husband or something, because we all deserve that. We do. After all we've been through, we've learned this past year and a half that life can come and go in a flash. So we all should fuck a 6'4 rugby player named Garth. Honestly. So, uh, but I do get that, like, Sonia doesn't want to hear it, because Sonia's not doing Garth, so what the fuck does she want to hear about this man for? So she gets upset, she's over it, and she snaps later in the episode. 
But later uh, in the in the van ride, they start talking about dick pics, and Luann says, "I would be so disgusted if a guy sent me a picture of his penis." And then Ramona says, "It's not elegant." She says, "It's not elegant. You don't just send people your dick." And I don't know. I, I don't know where I stand. I was actually trying to think about this. Sometimes I think it's a good thing. Like, I'm not opposed to it. But I think gay men, we think differently about a, a dick pic than the women out there. You know, you guys look at it differently. <laughs> anyway, then we cut to the winery. It's very pretty. There's only three drinkers in our group, which I say to that, uh-oh. I even wrote that in my notes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're in trouble. Because it's just three drinkers. Luann brought her fake rosé in from the car. And then Ebony confronts Ramona about the comment, and Ramona just keeps interrupting Ebony. And this was interesting to me, how Ramona was handling it, because she just kept saying, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it, okay, I get it, okay, 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 I get it. Like, she did not want to take it in, and I think Ramona didn't want this to be a storyline. I think that's what was happening there. She heard what Ebony, where Ebony was going, she's like, okay, I'm not accepting this, so we're going to move on quick. Then Ramona's in the hot seat because of getting COVID and then saying she gave plasma. Here's what I got to say about this. Now, do I believe that Ramona lied about giving plasma? Of course I do. Of course I do. Now, I'm not saying, uh, I'm not saying that she lied about COVID and giving plasma, but I am implying it. And that's what I believe because I don't really believe a whole lot that Ramona says. However, however, I don't know that I want this on these shows. Quite frankly, now that COVID is on its way out, you know, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you COVID-19 because I'm tired of hearing about you and seeing you. I'm so over fucking COVID. And I know that's a terrible thing to say. Honestly, I get it. But I'm so, I'm so just ready to move on. And so this storyline about like whether or not Ramona gave plasma is just not it to me. I just don't give a shit. I don't want to hear it. It's too much. It was making me uncomfortable. And again, I, I totally side with Leah. Leah was right. 100% Leah was right. And I would have been pissed too. Because when they filmed this, I would have probably been just like Leah and saying, Ramona, you lied about that. It's inappropriate. However, watching it back on TV, it's just not what I want from my housewives. And some of the, a lot of the storylines on these shows, I don't know. I always like when the real stuff seeps in. But I don't know, something like COVID uh, arguments, like, I just don't want it, you guys. I just, it makes me feel exhausted. It makes me want to turn the channel. I'm sorry to say, you know, I love my Bravo. I do. We love Bravo. But some of this stuff, like, it's just very heavy things. That I, fighting about COVID plasma donation is just not it to me. Maybe that's all changed. I might change in five minutes. Speaking of Bravo, did you guys see they're doing BravoCon again? Can't wait. BravoCon 1, you guys, so fun. The best time. I was sick as a dog that weekend, but I had the best time because it was so much fun. I hope I get to go. You know, Bravo, if you're out there listening, I'm available to do another Everything Iconic Live show there or some panels, whatever you need from me. I'm here to serve, here to serve my people. Uh, but anyway, I, I don't know. That's not it for me, but whatever. Ramona does keep saying to Leah, I gave my statement to the press, so there you go. I gave it to the press, there you go. And then Ramona says, you're spinning this like propaganda. And then she decides to walk away. She says, you're like the COVID police. And she goes, and then she gets diarrhea. That's what happened. So just as they were starting to lose me, then they got me back again when Ramona had diarrhea at the winery. Luann went to go look for her. Luann's like, where did Ramona go? And uh, Ramona just shouts in this public restroom. She just says, what, I'm on the toilet. I'm having a problem. I have diarrhea. And then uh, Lou goes back to the table and says, look, you gave Ramona diarrhea. You gave Ramona diarrhea. And then they talk briefly about Ramona's IBS. Now, I just said moments ago, 
on this program that I don't want to hear some of this real life stuff seep into these shows sometimes because it gets too dark for me. However, Ramona's IBS for some reason hits me in a different way. So I don't make much sense. I'm an enigma wrapped in a riddle in cash. No cash. But I feel like her IBS, okay. COVID plasma donation, not. I'm not sure where those two fall on the spectrum. But for some reason, in my mind, when I hear Ramona's got IBS, I chuckle. However, when I hear she lied about donating plasma, I'm I'm grossed out. I don't want to hear that. So I don't make any sense. But that's where I stand. You guys want my opinion? Here I am. Okay, I swear, that's the last time I'm doing that. That's the last time I'm doing it. Don't yell at me. You guys, don't yell at me. It's the last time, I promise. I promise. I'm crossing my fingers. I don't actually promise, because I might play it again. You know what? It is what it is. This is my show. And some people like one thing, other people don't. But I have to do what feels right to me, much like Ramona did on the toilet of that winery when she had diarrhea. Hardcore. Hardcore diarrhea. And then Luann went back to the bathroom, too. She said, is that bathroom going to be okay? And Ramona's like, eh, I don't know. You know, she said, I guess so. But she didn't seem confident when she said yes. So Luann, I wonder how that toilet was. I don't know. Sonia then, meanwhile, starting to get drunk. She starts talking about this cancellation clause, which what she's trying to say is cancel culture. That's what she's trying to say. But she keeps, at first she calls it a cancellation clause. Then uh, she goes and talks with Ramona. Ramona talks about Leah's prints. Meanwhile, Ramona was literally wearing 10 animal prints. And she even growled at one point. Ramona growled. She did. And she's wearing a hundred prints. So as they're walking and talking, a man says to Sonia, he catcalls her and says, you have an amazing body. And look, I was happy for this moment. I was happy that this man, I thought that Sonia needed it in this moment. I also thought to myself at the end of the episode, after seeing how Sonia was reacting, I thought, what would have happened if that man didn't catcall her? You know, what if he didn't say she had an amazing body? Because on some level, I actually think that might have balanced her a little bit like that might have made her feel good enough and if that didn't happen she might have been even more off the track or off the rails do you know what i'm saying so i wonder what would have happened but i was happy that man because she sony does have an amazing body she's gorgeous stunning stunning woman she's just gorgeous i love sonia anyway uh what else is going on oh ebony takes food with her from the winery and i like that about her there was a flashback to the women stealing the lobsters from that other house remember that was the season with barb the builder who's i think running for mayor or something now barb the builder remember every time she would tweet or post about roni she would use like the hammer emoji oh my god that made me laugh barb the builder we had a uh, what did we call her bullet babs on the everything iconic those of you who have been listening to Everything Iconic remember when we called her Bullet Babs. But she'd always post everything. I don't know if she still does that. I, somebody who follows her on social media could let us know. But she used to post everything with that hammer emoji. And I always thought, like, that's how you brand yourself. You always use the same emoji. I need to start doing Like, we all need to get an emoji. And every time you post, just use that one emoji. And I think it's best to be something weird, like the hammer. You know, I can't use the hammer because that doesn't make any sense for me. But I feel like I need to find an emoji and stick to it. I do always like that one, that detective girl. You know, there's like a detective boy and a detective woman. And I like that detective woman who's got like the magnifying glass. It always makes me feel like Angela Lansbury in Murder, She Wrote. Anyway, then um, what happens next? Let's take a quick break and then we'll be back with more. 
Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. Look, the weather's getting warmer. You got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 300 365 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. All right. I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listing, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Oh, real quick, when Ebony was staking the food, she said, it's going in this Birkin bitch. And I really love that about her. And I thought that could be a song. 
I feel like Luann could steal that for a song. Like, it's going in the Birkin, bitch. Like, that could be, I don't know, spitballing here, but maybe we could get a, someone a beat. We get a beat? I don't know. How do we get a beat? We need to get a beat. How do we get a beat? Give me a beat. <laughs> then um, we cut to the car. Sonia's wasted. She says, if I have to hear about Garrett again. And then Luann, they, they do point out that her, his name's not Garrett, it's Garth. Uh, but Sonia's calling him Garrett. And then she says that he looks like a cowboy. Luann is really going, she's laying it on thick with Garth. And I'm really happy she's getting laid during this quarantine time. And Ramona is too. But at a certain point, it's like, enough, Luann. Enough. Enough. So then, let's see. Oh, everyone goes to this. They go shopping on the square. And Sonia is pouring new drinks. And Leah's pissed at Heather, who hasn't even arrived yet. And Leah riles everyone up this whole episode because Heather had said some stuff on her podcast and Heather's bringing up all the articles that say like what she said. And I don't know, I was kind of feeling like this was a weird thing to do. On one hand, again, angel and devil. One hand, I'm thinking, oh, this is great because Leah's giving us some storylines. Like she's moving this stuff forward. However, the devil part of it, or or maybe it's the angel, the other part of it made me feel like, a bad for Heather Hella Thompson. You know, I love her. Hey, mama. Hey, mama. And I was kind of feeling bad. Like these people were just so ready to be mean to her when she arrived. And again, they have a point because Heather had been saying some stuff about them on a podcast. However, Ramona even said, like, who cares? It was a stupid podcast. And to that, I say, as someone hosting a stupid podcast currently that you're all listening to, uh, I did sort of side with Ramona. I thought, you know what? It's just a podcast. Leave her alone. Because I just felt like they were ready to be too mean to her. And again, Leah was just rallying everyone up. Um, we did find out that Ebony used to work for Hooters. Did we know that before? I certainly didn't know it. I was surprised when we found out she worked for the Hooters. Now, add that to the list of Bravo celebrities who've worked for Hooters. We got Brittany from Vanderpump Rules. I'm sure there are others. You know, my mind's drawing a blank right now. But I know that Kentucky Muffin from Vanderpump Rules used to work at a Hooters. So, you know, I don't know. Okay, so then Luann starts babying Sonia when they're shopping. She buys Sonia a dress, and Sonia was in that place now while they're shopping. They're not even at a club, but Sonia was in the place where she's trying to kiss everyone, which is a sad, you know, it's tough to see that side of Sonia for me when she's trying to just give everyone a kiss on the lips because they were just shopping. They were, you're at a clothing store at midday, and Sonia's trying to tongue kiss them all. And they all just were so used to it. They know how to sort of avoid it. But I felt bad because they even had to sort of buy Sonia a shirt or a dress or something. And it, then at one point she was wearing the same thing as Luann. It just, that's when it kind of loses the fun for me. And they do go to this private bar. And uh, Luann, she is going to have her fake rosé. She brings her fake rosé in. And then... Um, Leah confronts Luann about the fake rosé. She says, is this okay for you? Because Luann, she went out and had a cigarette because going into the bar was just a little triggering for her. So we saw it through the window. I love when they show us a window shot of Luann with a cig. Nothing better. Nothing better on television. Best cinematography goes to that shot of Luann uh, smoking a cig outside the window. Anyway, so they show her doing it, and then she comes back in the bar, and she's chugging her fake rosé. And Leah's like, um, are you okay? And Luann's like, ah, I'm getting calm now, like as she's chugging the fake rosé. And Leah says, I feel like this is hurting you. You're drinking fake rosé out of wine glass, and you're clearly addicted to it. 
And Leah made sense to me. I understood what Leah was saying because I thought Luann does seem to be relying on this fake rosé for both a storyline and her mental well-being because she really needed it. And I don't know the facts, you guys. I'm not an expert in this field. So maybe that's a good thing that she's relying on this fake rosé. I don't know what they teach you or what the best steps are. You know, there's some experts out there who probably know better than I do. But what Leah was saying was making sense. But then also I understood Lou. She's not drinking hard alcohol. She's drinking fake rosé and making it her storyline. So she's getting a business out of it. She's getting a storyline out of it. And it's okay for her being. So I don't know. We, I, maybe we get an expert on the line. SOS, figure out what's the right way to go. Because I'm not an expert. I feel talking about the Luann stuff, you know, I always feel kind of dicey because I don't know. I, I don't know what they're teaching her what the right things to do are. You know, I'm here trying my best on this podcast. But sometimes you guys reach out to me and you say, that's not, uh, Luann's not doing the right thing in terms of AA rules, or or Luann is doing the right thing in terms of, um, you know, my experience with alcoholism. People will, will reach out to me and say, so I'm not an expert is what I'm saying. I'm rambling, but I'm not an expert. So then, what do we have to say now? What's going on? Oh, then they go to the table, and Sonia's like, I'm going to get the biggest fucking steak ever. And she says, I just want to be myself, not a cancel consultation. And then Luann's like, cancel culture, you mean? And then Ramona says, why would we want to cancel culture? And I'll be honest, you guys. So Ramona's saying that. like, why? Ramona has never heard of cancel culture, despite being part of it. I mean, like Ramona didn't even know what that term was. Made me laugh. Because, you know, there's people online get so upset by the things Ramona says and does. Rightfully so. But Ramona doesn't even give a fuck. She doesn't know what's going on. She says, why would we want to cancel culture? And that just made me giggle. It did. Um, But Sonia is so blacked out. Ramona takes the drink away. And honestly, somebody needed to. Somebody did. And uh, Ramona puts it next to Lou. And Luann's like, don't put it next to me, please. And Sonia's just shouting, I don't want to be canceled. I felt bad for Sonia. I don't know. I don't even know what to say about her anymore either. It feels like we say this all the time. You know, I've commented on this version of Sonia who we love. We just want the best for. But I don't think I could say anything new that I haven't said before. Just want the best. That's all I can say. Um, Then they start talking about Heather coming. Oh, this is what really made me feel uncomfortable is when Leah was like, okay, guys, I think we need a plan for tomorrow with Heather. And that just made me feel uncomfortable. I felt like too mean because she was, it didn't feel like she was saying it out of like concern for the other women. It felt like she was saying it out of like glee. You know, Leah seemed to have a a very happy face on. She was excited, like, okay, what are we going to do with Heather? And that's what made me feel gross about it. However, the the devil in me was excited about what was to come. I thought, okay, it's going to be good TV. So I'm in, you know, I'm in. Uh, Anyway, then they bring up Garth. Luann says, you want to FaceTime Garth? And then Sony says, Garth, Garth, Garth. It's always Garth, in a very Brady Bunch sort of way. And then Garth picked up on the first ring, and Sony says, Jesus, he picked up on the first ring? And this sent Sonia in a downward spiral, like a, in a downward spiral. And she decides to call William, who she calls, it's her bank teller, or a slash friend. We don't know. It was a little bit unclear to me. I think they were buddies, but then also he worked for J.P. Morgan. And she hangs up on him right away. Her and Luann are both wearing the same dress. They're both in this like weird FaceTime fight where Luann is calling Garth and then Sonia's trying to one-up it by calling her bank teller. And then uh, Sonia launches into a monologue that I tried to write down, this isn't it, because it was all happening so fast and I couldn't rewind. The rewind button wasn't working. 
where is the rewind button now? What's that song? Um, you know, 2AM by Anna Nalik. I was just listening to that. And she sings something about a rewind button girl. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I don't have that sound clip. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Uh, for the rest of you, go listen to Anna Nalik or Nalik or Nalik. I don't know how the fuck you say her name. That song 2AM, it was on Grey's Anatomy. She sings something about a, a rewind button girl, doesn't she? I just picture someone working at like a blockbuster video and her job is to rewind the tapes. <laughs> that's what, that's who the rewind button girl is. Anyway, I could, I could have used the rewind button girl because I couldn't rewind the scene. My remote wasn't working. So I tried to write down what Sonia was launching into a monologue about, but I didn't get it exactly. But she said, homeless are getting homelesser. Stocks are going up. We did AIDS PSAs forever. What matters is my cause. I've raised millions for AIDS awareness in LBGT community. So maybe I should just repeat that so you guys can all breathe that in. Sonia Morgan says, drunk at the table, uh, while she's waiting for her steak, homeless are getting homelesser, stocks are going up, we did AIDS PSAs forever, what matters is my cause. I've raised millions for AIDS awareness in LBGT community. Here's the thing with Sonia. It sort of sometimes feel like she's doing a greatest hits of Sonia Morgan. Like that felt a little bit like when she said, I've raised millions for the, remember in that uh, Atlantic City episode where she's talking about raising money for the LGBT community? And I don't discount that. I mean, I do think Sonia has raised tons of money for the LGBT community and done AIDS awareness. And God bless, because we need AIDS awareness and money for the LGBTs. Uh, But... It sometimes feel like she's just getting drunk and she's like, I'm going to do a greatest hits. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I loved it too. See, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, so William works for JP Morgan and then Ramona says, Wells Fargo has better rates. <sighs> this was not a good thing to say to Sonorita in this moment. Not a good thing to say. She says, it's not my family. It's JP Morgan. And Ebony starts talking to William on the phone. She's talking about, they're all talking about rates at the table. And Ebony says she likes uh, JP Morgan because they're doing this thing. And then Sonia's just saying, that's not my family. And Wells Fargo has better rates. You know, they're arguing about bank stuff. And this I loved. This I loved. That's the kind of fight I loved. So yes, it's real stuff. Uh, however, it's better than the COVID plasma fight because I can't handle that. Too much for me. I don't want to hear COVID plasma. Who's donating? Who's not? Not interested. Okay, not N I N I not interested. Say la vie. Okay, you guys, that's the episode. We'll be back with a recap of the Real Houses of Beverly Hills premiere. I split up the episodes, so we wanted to have New York separate and then Beverly Hills separate, just so uh we have a separate thing for the Beverly Hills premiere because I feel like it deserves it because I loved the Beverly Hills premiere. You guys, I thought it was fan fucking tastic. I think you guys are gonna love, but maybe I sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes I think people are going to love something and they hate it. And people have hated Beverly Hills for a few few years now. So maybe people dislike it, but I thought it was great. So I hope you guys watch and then tune into Everything Iconic for uh, the recap of it. And I hope you guys enjoy that as well. And then we're going to maybe combine these episodes or do something. Do something. Now, a couple other recommendations. I talked about the show Hacks on HBO Max, which is great. Go watch. HBO Max does great stuff, you guys. I love everything on HBO Max. They got the OC, they got the nanny, all of it. Also, book-wise, I want to tell you guys about Casey Wilson, our friend uh, of the show, Casey Wilson. She hosts the podcast Bitch Sesh. She's got a book called The Wreckage of My Presence that is so funny, 
so heartfelt, so wonderful. And it came out, I don't know, a week or two ago. And it's just great. It's a book of essays that I think you guys will really love. And there's a whole chapter about housewives and there's lots of other really wonderful stuff in it. So check that out, get the audio book or read it. I think uh, you guys will enjoy. I always love a good book to read. You know, I just got the Seth Rogen book too. I haven't read it yet. I was saving it because I think I might be traveling home soon. So I was trying to save it for them, but it's called The Yearbook. And I'm very excited. It's also an essay collection. It's my favorite thing. I love like a celeb memoir or an essay collection. So um, I don't know. I haven't read that one yet, but I have it ready to go. And then uh, what else? That's uh, all that I want to recommend for now. Oh, The Challenge. Are you guys watching The Challenge All-Stars? It's like the OG All-Stars on Paramount+. Plus. Also really great if you're an old Challenge fan. It's fantastic, you guys. So, so good. Okay, so with all of that said, I want to encourage you to find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Go to our Patreon page if you want to support this podcast. It's patreon.com slash everythingiconic. And I'm doing Sex in the City recaps. I just posted a new one up there a, a week or two ago. So if you donate $4 more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes. So uh, also, new merch, everythingiconic.store. All of these links are in the episode description. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Finally, I want to do our little affirmation card. So these are called the I Am Everything Affirmation Card Deck. I know they're cheesy and lame. I know some people think they're lame, but you know what? We all like a little self-care. We need a good reminder once in a while. You do. So this is something that I want you all to remind yourself going forward. I am inspiring. Tell yourself that. I am inspiring to those around me even when I don't realize it. When I am welcoming, kind, and giving towards people, it inspires them to respond to me the same way. I am inspiring. Now, I really do believe in this idea that you put out good into the world, you get it back. Because I always find when I put bad out into the world, 
which I try not to do, but we all do it sometimes, then you get it back. So, you know, I try to, I've been thinking about my grandma a lot lately. My grandma's since passed, but I was really close with my grandma Rose. And she was this person. I mean, here, this is a, a bigger conversation, but, you know, Sonia Morgan in the episode was talking about cancel culture and all of this stuff. And I've been, I was thinking about that. I think Sonia sort of sparked that in my head and thinking about these people and the world and where we're sort of at culturally. And I was thinking about my grandma Rose and my mom is very similar to this too where they always find the good in people. So that's like the first thing they go to is like the good. My grandma Rose would forgive anyone. I mean, maybe to a fault even. I think she was finding the good in every single person. She would never say a bad word about anyone. She just, she couldn't. It was almost as if it wasn't in her genetic makeup to say something bad about someone. The man she married was quite different, but that's a deal for another time. However, uh, she was like that. My, and my mom is like that, too. She always finds the good in people. So I've been trying to remind myself that, of trying to find the good and not focusing as much on the bad. Now, I do think it's important to be critical and and uh, all of those sorts of things, too. But I think it's a good reminder to try to find the good uh, as you can. I love you all so much for listening. And... Stay safe. We'll be back tomorrow.